I miss Jinder Mahal. No, you don't. Welcome to Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to should we start doing videos for Grapples to Apples? What because, do you mean, sir? I mean, you know, a visual. You know, we've we've been doing audio for a long time, and we're do we should do some 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 visuals now. You know, because right now I am as I was when I was birthed. So that's, that's that's something that we don't want to see visually. I mean, the ladies would definitely want to see this visually. You know what I'm saying? I don't think La Championa would like the ladies seeing that visually. Now that you mention it. <laughs> now that you mention it. You ever want to just lay out in the, in the, in the, the nude sun, you know, moon bathe, you know? <laughs> I can't move, babe. It's like 61 degrees out in New York right now. I get frostbite in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I don't even have words for you right now, bro. Ah. Uh, I have words. And these words are, you are listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. It's Grapples, the number two. Apples, you don't like SoundCloud, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. It doesn't matter where you're listening. As long as you're listening. As usual, I am one of your hosts, the very sensual, the very nude, Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself, your boy, the general, your champion, Shades. Luckily, joined remotely by my hetero life mate. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ill will not so thrilled. <laughs> Poetarian, Shakespeare candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be. Because baby, clothed is who I is. Yeah. <laughs> On many occasions, I have tried to see you in the nude as well. Oh gosh, do you really want to do this on air? You really want to do this on air? Much to my disappointment, it has not happened. <laughs> <clears throat> but alas, we're not here to talk about me being nude or thrill being nude. <laughs> Or you guys being nude while listening to this. Oh my gosh. We're here to talk about the grapples. Not the necessary apples, because that's no, next week. We don't want to see your apples. We don't want to see your apples. That, that was that low-hanging fruit right there? Hey! hey. Um, <laughs> so the apple portion <laughs> would be next week. Because isn't that like a Halloween pastime? Like you're bobbing for apples or something like that? that? A, yeah, that's a Halloween thing, bobbing yeah. for apples. I got to I gotta incorporate like that into next week's pre-Halloween episode. Hmm. Sure. But, Halloween's your thing. You can do whatever you want. Bro, we have some tourney updates. We have yeah, yeah. A, a G1 Climax winner. We have hardly any WWE news. We have a burial. That we're not too happy about. A musical Ooh. and everything Ooh. in between. But before we do all that, mm -hmm. Thrill. Yes, sir. Drop those trousers. Ring me that bell. 
So, <laughs> can you... <laughs> You're the worst. You're the absolute worst. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, can I please get to the ring bell? Please get to the ring bell. I couldn't. I can't do it. Oh, God. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Let's get this road on the show. Uh, uh, the, yes, that thing. Um, so... Let's do what we do every week for the last few weeks. Let's talk about some tournaments. First things first, the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. The tournament has reached its semifinals. So that means we've got four competitors left. The semifinals are tomorrow. The Block A finals being Jay Lethal versus David Finley. And the ble- the Block B finals being Gresham versus Matt Seidel. You would one would say that. Oh, I'm sorry. This... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I misspoke. I was reading the wrong the wrong thing. Lethal versus Tracy Williams, Gresham versus Josh Woods. My apologies. One would say that the Pure Championship tournament is reaching its climax. Stop it! Wrong tournament. <laughs> Uh, I looked off to the side like there was a camera there. (laughs) I'm just staring at my TV. (laughs) (laughs) So we have Jay Lethal versus Tracy Williams, Gresham versus Josh Woods. Those are the block finals taking place tomorrow. I mean, we've been saying this since the jump. This all roads point to Lethal versus Gresham. Um, Not to say that, you know, the tournament hasn't been entertaining, the matches have been great. My only issue is that we've been able to call this from basically week one. <clears throat> yeah. You know, it, the and uh, tournaments are exciting until you can read the winner a mile away. Yeah. Um, that's why I, I I like the climax so much because yeah, it can yeah. go either way. I mean, it usually ends up being Okada or Tanahashi or, you know. Yeah, someone in between for that Naito to win the climax. Um, but... but they normally will throw in somebody and like have them go from zero to like you know top of the pile. Like there's always some interesting storyline going on in the climax at some point. You know, yeah. It was, but it's not a clear cut. Like the journey is is it? It's what matters for this. As we we've known who's going to be potentially know who's been going to be in the finals since they announced the participants. Yeah. My only question was, you know, like Dalton castle versus Jay lethal. Once lethal got past castle, I was like, "Mm, I think I know where this is going. You know, once him and Gresham got out of the first round at the same time, I was like, Oh, I think I know where this is going. And I think that's part of the, Going, comparing it back to the climax, which is let's be real, it's unfair. Um, but that's the difference, or that's one of the differences that you can get from a single elimination bracket tournament versus a round robin pool tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's a round robin, you have to face everybody, and so you don't know what's going to happen from match one to match twenty because you can lose the first three matches and you're still in the tournament. You know. Whereas a single elimination bracket tournament, once you see the brackets lined up, especially professional wrestling, which, you know, is predetermined, obviously. Um, once you see the brackets line up, 
and you see the participants and where they stand in the company, you can kind of get an idea of where they're going. And so then after like a, a match or two, you're kind of like, oh, okay, I know where this is going. I mean, let's take AEW, for instance. They're having their uh, championship tournament. Mm-hmm. It, it, it feels like this is Kenny's tournament to win. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been, you know, healing it up. He's been pouting. You think we're going to get Moxley versus Omega and Omega beats Moxley for the championship? I mean, who knows? Yeah. See, but even even that bit of of questioning is better than just knowing. Like the only the only I don't even I feel like there's no doubt. Hey baby, that, hey baby, hey. Stop it. That Jonathan Gresham is going to win. To me, it's a no-brainer. You know? Even if Kenny is the one who wins the tournament, does he beat Moxley? Is Moxley still going to be the champion when he gets there? Like, there's still a lot of questions in play. And I think that has to do with, you know, again, not making things so obvious. Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, Ring of Honor is trying to work themselves out. So let's see what happens. Now, let's move on to the other tournament that we've already been comparing it to. The G1 over at New Japan Pro Wrestling has finally wrapped up. It has come to a conclusion, and we have a winner. The winner of the G1 Climax for the second year in a row is Kota Ibushi. Now, I am not particularly crazy about the idea of him winning back-to-back G1s, but... I get it. I see it. Doesn't really necessarily bother me. I just, I don't know. Something about knowing the the rest of the pool on both sides. It's like, oh man, we we get we did Coda again when we could have done somebody else. You know, we could have done Jay White. We could have done Osprey. We could have done Sonata. Give him the push. You know, we could have done somebody. But <laughs> it's you know, Coda wins. I'm cool with it, and we know we're gonna get uh. Great match at the Wrestle Kingdom with Kota and whoever the champion is going to be. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, I said this last year. This was Kota Bushi's win. Like this is his year to win the championship. They didn't give it to him for reasons unbeknownst to me. But Naito won, so I can't really like you know. I'm not yeah. gonna cry. Um, this year, what are we gonna do? You know, you're gonna have you're not gonna have the Gold Rush anymore, right? Um. The one thing I don't like that New Japan is doing right now is that they're making Naito defend both uh, the IC and the world title. <clears throat> when he faces, if he faces Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom, I would like it for just the world title to be on the line. No IC title. Just because I, you need to separate those belts now. It's well, been... traditionally, that's always that's what it's been. The G one climax, the G one winner, gets an IWGP heavyweight shot at the Wrestle Kingdom. Like that's always been what it is. Yeah, so now... what I'm what I'm saying is, for the last year, we've had the IWGP heavyweight champion has also been the IWGP Intercontinental champion, and whoever right. wins one title wins both of them. Both titles are always on the line. Now, do we know for a fact that they're both going to be on the line at Wrestle Kingdom? We do not. Okay. okay. But 
Naito's defended it uh, X amount of times, <clears throat> but he's defended both titles at the same time. They got to get that IC title off him. Either that or have him wrestle twice at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, I don't like that. For his sake, I don't like that. Yeah. Have him I mean, wrestle they're twice. Probably gonna do, they're probably going to do two nights again, right? I don't know. I don't think they've announced it, which is wild considering how you know close we are. Um, but I know last year they considered it to be a success, so I wouldn't be surprised if they go for two nights again. If they do two nights, then it makes more sense for Naito to defend one on one night and one on the second night. Yeah, but... he'd, he'd probably retain the IC title at, on like night one and drop the mm-hmm. world title on night two. Yeah. Or he drops both titles to separate people. That's also possible. That is also possible. Power struggle is like tonight, right? Like tomorrow morning slash tonight. No? Yes, it is in a couple of hours, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, wait. Why is it saying November 7th? I could have sworn it was tonight. Did they change the day? Yeah, eleven seven twenty twenty. Oof. So power struggle is gonna be on the seventh. Okay, so that gives them time to take the belt off of Naito. <clears throat> Let them drop in a power struggle. Yeah. Let's see what's on the card so far. ZSJ versus Yano, Suzuki versus Takage, Okada versus Great Okan, Chenta versus Tanahashi. This is a pretty good card. Uh, Kota versus Jay White. Naito versus Evil. So it says for... Let me see. Yeah, both titles are on the line. Ugh. I don't know about you, Shades, but to me that kind of sours the card. Why? Because I feel like the rest of the card is all different, unique matchups. And then at the main event, we have Naito and Evil again, with both titles on the line again. There's, like, do you have any... If we're doing predictions for Power Struggle, are you really going to put any prediction on Naito dropping both belts to Evil two months before Wrestle Kingdom? Not only that, but then they'd be playing Hot Potato. Exactly. Hmm. That's what yeah, I'm saying. No, like the rest yeah, of the no, card is like a bunch of good matches, a lot of different matches that we haven't seen before, and then this as a main event. Mm. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is if they pull some sort of like angle at the end of the night. Because you know they like to do that stuff too. Like to like have some interference or someone will betray somebody. Like there's always some angle that they always play out at the end of the main event. Well, right now there's so some dissension the... in Bullet Club. Uh, uh, Jay White is acting a little like schizo because of um, Evil. He can cost Evil the match. And then, like, Evil's a man on his own island. You know, he's not L.I.J. He's not Bullet Club. And then we move into Evil versus uh, Jay White mm-hmm. at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Loser leaves I'm Bullet cool Club. Oh, okay. I get. I get. I'm. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. But uh, again, where does that leave? The, the. I mean, I like that. But our whole thing just now was the two titles on Naito. One of them's got to go. Yeah. How but do it, we get one of those belts off of Naito before Wrestle Kingdom? If they're not doing it at Power Struggle, what are they going to do it? Um, they can just do it at a regular, like. I don't know if they're doing tapings. Yeah. What Wrestle Kingdom are we on now? 15? Oh, Yeah. It's going to be two nights. Wrestle Kingdom 15 is going to be two nights. January 4th and 5th. There you go. So he can drop the belt. Oh, never mind. I checked uh, Wrestle Kingdom's, what you call it, it's a singles match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and the IC title. On the same night? Yep. I don't like that. Nope. Alright, so we got the Road to Power Struggle, we got Power Struggle, the World Tag League, and Best of the Super Juniors. Oh, we have Best of the Super Juniors coming up in December, I forgot. Mm. Mm. Oh. Osprey should win it. And then renounce. He it. should not be in it. He hear, should not hear be me in out. It. Hear me out. Hear me okay, out. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. He should win the best of the super juniors, and then in his like speech, he should throw mm-hmm. the trophy down. He goes, "Why am I in this division still? I can, no one can beat me. I'm moving up to the to the heavyweight divisions to challenge Okada at Wrestle Kingdom." <sighs> yeah, yeah, but like I feel like. He's kind of been saying that already. He's been saying, now granted, he hasn't been anywhere for months because of COVID, but before the pandemic, he was making, he was saying that in his, uh, in his promos, that he's, that he's done everything that there is to do in the juniors, that he wants to move up. Uh-huh. I mean, I get what you're saying. He's gone heel now, and so he can really dig into that if he wins the best of the super juniors. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I want to see him just move past this already. Yeah. And what incentives does Okada have to, other than the fact that Osprey betrayed him, what incentive does Okada have to fighting him at Wrestle Kingdom other than just because he said so? Because um, he turned on him? I don't know. Unless we have Okada have some important match that Osprey cost him, and then that could be a motive plus him winning the best of the super like on the same night maybe of the finals. Okada could be facing again, hopefully not Naito, somebody for the IC title. And then Osprey costs him that title. And then he makes a speech at the end of the, the, the match. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. They can definitely play around with it. Well, they've got two more, two and a half months to do it. So, let's move on. Because it seems like we can talk about this all day. Uh, so, some sad news. Luchador Principe Airo collapsed mid-match while performing at a Mexa wrestling show from a reported heart attack, which turned out to be incorrect. He suffered from a ruptured middle cerebral artery, which is one of the arteries that supply blood to the brain, 
and he passed away before even making it to the hospital. Not in the ring, as some of the clickbait uh, articles and pictures might lead you to believe. He passed away on the way to the hospital and was of 26 years of age, which is horrifying. Yeah, that is exactly that horrifying. Ugh. Obviously, our, you know, condolences to, to Principe Aido and anyone and everyone in his life. Oof. And Man. It's a it's a rough it's a rough business, but you never expect that. You know, I hate to say this. I really really hate to say this. But you have to start questioning the the medical staff or the medical conditions in these Mexican indie promotions. Because remember what happened with the Rey Mysterio incident? That Same to, yeah, idea broke basically. His, broke his neck though. Didn't he have like a heart attack? Or it wasn't like a heart issue, also. I don't remember. I could have sworn that's what it like. He had some sort of heart issue, and he was dead before he even hit him with the six one nine. Yeah, he was dead on the ropes. So, like, I mean, granted, things happen in the industry. This is not the first time that someone has died in or around a wrestling ring. It's not the first but, time someone's gotten hurt. We'll get later. We'll get to that later. Oh yeah. Um, but these deaths that are happening in the ring or, you know, on the way to the hospital, I, I don't know, this is what the second year in a row or two second, the other one was like two years ago, something like that. This, um, this is before Ray was, uh, did yeah. his, his AEW, well, not AEW match, but the all out match. All out appearance. So yeah, it was a while ago. Well, two, three years ago. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's rough. But um you know. I mean I understand what you're saying. Um there needs to be more better medical clearance. But something something's going on. So I don't know. I don't know. But the the thing with that is you can't there's no way you can check for a ruptured, you know, cerebral sure. artery, you know? Like right. that's a freak thing that happened. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. I'm just trying to find ways to 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 eliminate these these horrible incidences. You know. Um, not to to gloss over it, but let's let's move on. You know. Um, so we had two injuries that took place on this past week's AEW Dynamite. We had Phoenix. Who was eliminated? Who is out of the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament because of an injury, and who will be replaced by his brother, who goes by seventeen thousand names, Pentagon L Zero, uh, Pentagon Zero God, Super Mario Pentagon, <laughs> um, and the more controversial injury that took place, which was Alex Reynolds, who was knocked literally unconscious. And had to be pulled out of the ring by his tag partner, the Blade, and then was assessed outside of the ring by the medical doctor. Uh, apparently, when they went off the air, Cody also ran out to check on him uh, to see what was going on. But he walked uh, off on his own volition; he wasn't stretched out. Yes, um, 
if I'm not mistaken, this was a private part of the private party. Uh, I don't remember which member it was that landed on his head, like mm-hmm. uh, he landed on Alex Reynolds' head, and that's how he was knocked unconscious. Um, it, I, listen, it's not supposed to happen, you know, but <sighs> things like this can happen in in a in yeah. a essentially you know a contact entertainment. You know, it's. Accidents do happen, and the um, the WWE neck beards and uh, uh, you know window lickers came out, and <laughs> and they're like, "See, AEW's dangerous." They were first of all, they were killing the the musical part. We'll get to that later, but they're like, "See, they're dangerous." The guy was unconscious for two minutes. No one did anything. How unprofessional! Blah blah blah. They should be shut down. And everyone's like, mm. "Please." Um, Owen Hart died in the ring, and they kept the pay per view going. And the guy was like, "That didn't happen in 2020." I was like, "What?" Because it didn't happen in 2020, it doesn't count. Like that's that's what you're saying. The guy dies in the ring. They have JR just distract the TV audience while they scrape his body off the ring. Continued the show and with, then fought his the, wife on the reason for his death. With the man's blood still on the apron. Right, they couldn't even they didn't even have the decency to change the skirt. Like man, get, don't talk to me. Get out of my face. Get out of Fools. here. Listen, what happened to Alex Reynolds is is unfortunate, you know? For sure. But those things happen. Look at Enzo Amore. Enzo Enzo got concussed um in a match because he hit the ropes too hard. Yeah. You know, things happen. It's it's not it's, like it's like every wrestler says, this is not ballet. Exactly. Um, but they're they're Matt Hardy was concussed to uh, you know, last month or you know, two months ago, whenever uh they had all out. Oh, last month. Um, and they let him continue the match. And it's like, guy, the doctors semi-cleared him. Matt was still good. They finished, like, the match. That's it. Should should have they should they have finished the match? No. But it was how handled many re- How many wrestlers, how many wrestlers under WWE over the last 50 years have suffered countless countless concussions or injuries and then we're told to just get out there seven was seven years ended up ended up resulted in in drug abuse alcohol abuse death all because the vince mcmahon murder machine had to keep going don't talk to me about another promotion being unsafe or another promotion not being professional when you have the devil himself running the carnival show down in florida right now don't talk to me Hotspot Central. It, it, they're being investigated for being hotspots. They, they don't give a they. They would rather yell at their employees for. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Not sorry. Their employees, because that's what they are, not independent contractors. They'd rather yell at their employees about revealing their own sickness than actually do what needs to be done to prevent anyone catching COVID. Don't talk to me about Vince McMahon, WWE, or anybody in that industry, in that company, giving a rat's hole about the health of anyone contracted under WWE. Out of my face. 
word. What he said. Sorry. My bad. Got a little heated there. Wasn't your typical uh, rant, but it had to get something <laughs> off the chest. That's that's some that's some deep seated anger from from work. Also, like that's <laughs> I may be a little stressed out. You're, pro- you're, you're, pro- stressed out. you're projecting right now, man. <laughs> I'm, so- I- I'm sorry. Um, let's let's move on, please. Um. Uh, some some uh, contract talks. I didn't think we we're gonna have any of this this week, but we got two contracts to talk about on my side and one on your side. Actually, so, I have two on my side. Oh, excuse me, sir. Serpentico, who has been on AEW TV for months now, apparently is actually under contract. I figured he already was. I thought him and Luther were already under contract, but apparently they weren't, and now they are. So, congratulations on having a job. Um, and on the other side of having a job, Daga does not have one anymore. So, apparently, he was released by Impact Wrestling. I mean, could you not have used him in the X Division? I think you could have. I think you could have. But, what do I know? I'm not familiar with Daga, so... Um, is this, like, a big loss for them, or... It's not huge. Um, they weren't using him anyway. Um, he's definitely a mid-carder. At least that's, you know, where he's been thus far in his career. But, you know, he's he's okay. He's a solid wrestler in the ring. I just feel like they could have utilized it. As when they're struggling to keep the X Division looking relevant, they could have used him, in my opinion. Well, this whole Jordan Grace thing fighting for the X Division titles is... Giving um, the X Division a much needed adrenaline shot. It changes things up a little bit. It makes it a little True. bit more interesting. True, but is that what we want? Do we want to rely on the excitement of having a woman compete for the X Division be the reason why the X Division is relevant? No, the X Division has always been relevant. Um, when I was watching, you know, TNA. Um, In its prime. Yes. I can't uh, discuss that now. I, I don't really watch Impact. Um, mm-hmm. Their X Division isn't as good, but um, just put the belt on Chris Bay. That's what you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Put the belt on Chris Bay. Or you have Jordan Grace win the belt, and you can you can do with what you wanted to do with Tessa with Jordan. Yeah. I guess. But, you know, we're going to see if they do that. Segway tomorrow. Because tomorrow night is Impact Wrestling bound for glory. As Shades will very quickly tell anybody who who says anything to the contrary, this is their biggest show of the year. Yeah. So we are not, because Shades and I don't regularly watch Impact, I follow as much as I can. Um, Shades, not so much. We're not going to do predictions, but I we would be remiss to not at least mention it and mention the matches upcoming for Bound for Glory. So here is the card as it is right now. In the Call Your Shot Gauntlet match, where the winner could choose any championship match of their choice, we have AC Romero versus Alicia Edwards versus Brian Myers versus Havoc, Heath Hernandez, Larry D, Rhino, Taya Valkyrie, 
Tanil Dashwood, Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer, excuse me, and TBD. Also, if Rhino or Heath wins, Heath gets a full-time contract with Impact Wrestling. If neither win, Rhino is fired. So there's that. Um, we have Eddie Edwards versus Ken Shamrock. Shamrock will also be having his hall, his Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame induction, I believe, tonight or tomorrow before the show. EC3 versus Moose. We have a six-way intergender scramble match for the X Division Championship, as we were just talking about, with defending champion Rohit Raju defending his title against Chris Bay, Jordan Grace, TJP, Trey Miguel, and Willie Mack. Then we have the four-way tag team match for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. The champion Motor City Machine Guns defending against the good brothers of Gallows and Anderson, the North, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, and Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. That match should be fun. For the uh, Impact Knockouts Championship, Kylie Ray versus Deanna Parazzo. For the Impact World Championship, Eric Young versus Rich Swan. That's I don't care about. <laughs> um, and on the pre-show match will be the Rascals versus the Deaners. Again, don't care. This it's I don't know. This show can it's I've it's I've, half of the card I'm all about. The other half, not the strongest stuff for glory for sure. I think the strong stuff is going to be really strong. Like I think. Parazzo versus Kylie Ray is going to be good. I think the tag match is going to be good. I think the X Division match is going to be good. And then the rest is all question marks. Like, EC3 versus Moose, I, I guess that could be interesting. Um, Eddie Edwards versus Shamrock, I I don't know, man. That's, I don't know. I definitely don't care about EY versus Rich Swan. So, we'll see. So... For any of you naysayers out there who think that I'm wrong, because I'm hardly ever when it comes to wrestling, at least. <laughs> on the wiki, it says, Bonfa Glory, produced annually in October for an American Impact Wrestling. The event was created in 2005 to serve as the company's flagship pay-per-view event, similar to rival promotion WWE's Wrestle. Mania. But I thought it was Slammiversary. And the circle gets the square. But I thought it was Slammiversary. Checkmate. <laughs> you get nothing. But I thought it was Slammiversary. You get nothing. You lose. <laughs> Good day, sir. <laughs> I, I love how every year when Slammiversary rolls around, it just becomes like shades on fire. Because as soon as it, it's or soon as Slammiversary season, <clears throat> people start saying, oh, their biggest show of the year. And you just, no, it's not. It's Bound for Glory. No, it's not. It's Bound for Glory. I'm like, all right, relax. Like, I remember even before we started doing this podcast, we hear someone say that. And I, I remember I said it once because I, I didn't know any better. And I was like, oh, you're going to watch Slammiversary? It's like the biggest show of the year. No. And you're like, no, it's Bound for Glory. And I was like, Okay. My bad. Uh, <laughs> it makes me so happy that you get so angry about this. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, Shades, talk to him, man. 
So as Thrill alluded to, there are some contract uh, things going on in the WWE. Ben Carter of Mars, cousin of John Carter, uh, signs with the WWE. That was a bad joke. That was even bad for me. <laughs> that was even bad for me. I apologize. Let's rewind a little bit. Ben Carter signs with the WWE. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with Ben Carter, like me, uh, he has wrestled for AEW. Uh, that's all I know. Um, yeah, he was on AEW. I think he had three matches on AEW Dark. And there was a lot of talk that they were really high on him. And they were looking to sign him. And then WWE was like, oh, oh word, here, money. Yeah. Off to the cruiserweight division for you. <laughs> That's exactly what's good. They're going to send him to NXT UK, guaranteed. Yeah. Because he's from England, right? I guess. Yes, 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 yes. He is English. So, NXT UK, you got yourself a new Cruiserweight champion over there or something. I don't know. They're going to have... Jordan Devlin is the current one, so there you go. Yeah. And the other bit of contract disputes... Talk to me. Talk to me. Bork. 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 What, they gave him a new contract? Correction. He is no longer under contract with the WWE. Yay. Oh, yay. The only reason I know this is because Brock Lesnar is now a downloadable... play. Uh, you have to pay for him, but a downloadable character in UFC's... EA Sports UFC 4. Oh. And he was not allowed to be in the game as long as he was under contract with the WWE. Licensing. Oh yeah, his his contract was up not too long ago, and there were they just there was no word as to what was going to happen if they were going to resign him, if he was looking for an ex- for bigger money, what was going to happen. But seeing as how he's in UFC four, that's bigly. I think because of licensing, like he couldn't be part of the WWE. Mm-hmm. So. Brock Lesnar no longer a part of the WWE. For now. For now. So they need somebody to come and beat Roman Reigns. So we have what five months until WrestleMania? Yes. Five, six. Bro, if this dude shows up at the Rumble, oh god. <laughs> I'd laugh. I'd cry. He'd come, eliminate Keith Lee, and leave. And sets up no, Keith. oh my god, they yeah. would do that too. Sets up Keith Lee versus Lesnar at WrestleMania. And Lesnar squashes him in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh god, I hate WWE. Anyway. Speaking of horrendousness from WWE land, shall we, Shades? So, Raw. Whoa, good god, y'all. What, what is, is it? it good bro? Oh. Absolutely nothing. Raw is good for nothing. Raw opens with Alexa Bliss standing in the middle of the squared circle. And she doesn't say anything except let him in. And laughs. And I'm like, this is a joke. (laughs) The Fiend comes out and does his really, really slow Undertaker type walk to the ring. He holds Alexa Bliss's hand in the ring. 
and Retribution's music hits. And I'm just like, y'all not doing this to Retribution. Not now. Mm-hmm. And Retribution comes out and they're doing their um, normal teenage high school stuff where they're banging and they're making a lot of noise and they're yelling at each, you know, at, at people. And they surround the ring. Mustafa Ali gets on. And the Hurt Business comes out. And they're standing there face to face. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The Fiend disappears. The Hurt Business comes out. They're standing face to face with each other. And they have their eight-man tag where Bobby Lashley has... What the heck is Dijakovic's name? T-Bar. Uh, T-Bar. T- T-Bar. It's T-Bar in the full Nelson, or the Master Lock. The Hurt, the Hurt, what is it called, what do you call it now? The Hurt. The, uh, the Hurt Lock? I guess. He has T-Bar in the Hurt Lock. T-Bar taps out. And the Hurt Business win. <sighs> Bro, just hearing you say those words, I'm just sitting here shaking my head with my hands covering my my face. I, I anyway, please continue because the it doesn't end there. No, it does not. So before I continue, it's not enough that you have like these guys are supposed to run Russia. No one can control them. They do whatever they want. It's not enough that you have them lose clean, might I add. To the hurt business. By tap by submission, no less. Yeah, by submission. I mean, being pinned is one thing, but tapping out, quitting, essentially, is. Uh, that's not strong. That's weak. He's weak. So, post match, the lights go back out. The Fiend's in the ring. He's attacking uh, all of Retribution. Dismantles them pretty quickly. And there's Mustafa Ali that's left over. So not only did they get buried. Not buried. It's not buried. It's not burial yet. This is definitely the wake for Retribution, though. You know, you have your Come wake on, and then you have your funeral. This is the wake for Retribution. Um, they are essentially going to be buried by the Fiend next week on Raw. Especially because this is a post-pay-per-view um, Raw. This was the go-home show, and you were supposed to look strong, and you did not. They made Mustafa Ali cower to the Fiend. Now, we've said this before, we've discussed this many times with The Fiend, you change when you face The Fiend. Oh, you didn't, you didn't even mention the promo that Retribution cut in the middle of the show after all of this. Well, well, give me a second, I didn't get to that I'm part. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead, I'm sorry. Because I technically didn't get to that part. Um, I'll I, get thought, to that I, thought, I thought you are going into your analysis right now, I'm sorry. Yep. We can the, the we can go into the analysis after you 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 talk about what happened in the middle of the show because I don't know what happened. I was actually okay. playing hot and cold with Raw, and I got cold 
really quick. Turned it off. <laughs> so maybe they're facing the fiend. They all lose to the fiend, and retribution changes from T Bar and Slapjack and Toothpaste and whatever his name is. <laughs> and then they'll become Dominic Dijakovic and Dio Madden and uh, Shane Thorne, Mia Yim, you know? Maybe that gets them to change. I'm hoping. What do they rant about? Okay, so hold on. Before, I, before I do that, even, okay, so assuming you're right, right? Fiend beats them all, and he strips them all of their their stupid retribution nicknames, and they are just themselves. At that point, isn't it too late? Yes. Aren't they just, just to steal a word from, from Ryan Alvarez, aren't they just geeks at this point? <laughs> hmm. Like, you have the Herb business tap them out, and then the Fiend just run through them, and then they they cut their promo. Mustafa Ali, first of all, he he just flat out admits to being the hacker out of nowhere. Oh, we're all about this. We're all about that. I was the hacker all those months ago. What? What? <laughs> no, what? Mad cold, just no. <laughs> Nothing. Bro, we called Mustafa Ali being the hacker. And people are trying to dispute me on Facebook about it. Bro, no. Come of course on. it was. I'm, I'm going to Russo you. Come on, bro. Like, I knew that was he, he, was, the, he was the hacker. Him it, being the hacker was a no-brainer in my idea. I thought. I thought it was like a duh. But, like, the, you, you killed the dead with no word. And now you're just going to have him drop it? Oh, yeah. I, that was me. Mm-hmm. What? For, what? Why? For what? Is that supposed to save what just happened? No. And then he goes and he threatens the fiend and everybody else in the in the locker room. How do you have any leg to stand on making threats to anybody when you just tap to the hurt business and then got smacked up by the fiend? Yeah. How do I take anything that you have to say seriously? You don't. They're a joke now. I, it, it doesn't make any bleeping sense. Yeah. You get you a set you, zero credibility, and then you're gonna come out. Yeah. Well, we're gonna show all you guys and the fiend too. What? You sure he showed just, us. He just he just wiped up all y'all. He just dismantled everyone except Mia Yim and yourself, Mustafa Ali. Where do you think you're gonna go with this? These guys are all forgotten. Well, considering they just got slapped up twice, I wonder why. Like, why? It doesn't make any sense. The words following the actions have zero weight. They mean nothing. Oh, they were all forgotten, but we're going to make sure everyone knows who we are. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. I was the hacker, blah, blah, blah. Cool. You you just sound like a kid who's talking smack after getting beat up. Hmm. 
You sound like that dude who got laid out in a street fight, and while everyone's walking away, you're out there going, yeah, walk away. I was just about to beat you up. I remember when we were playing football, I think it was against your brother, and we were down by like eight touchdowns, and I was still talking trash. Like, dude, stop talking. We're losing by a lot. And I was like, but they can't stop me. (laughs) 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 That's Mustafa Ali in a nutshell. Oh, my God, bro. I can't. Oh, it makes me so mad. Like you and I have, we've talked about retribution for weeks. We've given them every week, every time they mess something up, you and I give them a way to fix it. I, I, after this week, I don't know that there's any more fixing. No, you can't. How do you fix this? You don't. You don't. There's no way. You because can. now, now they're not believable or credible threats. And if you go ahead and turn around and then make them squash, start squashing people now, instead of boosting them, it's going to knock out the people who these who they're beating up on. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't. I don't understand. I don't get it. The thought process eludes me. I don't get it. And you're a thinker, so <sighs> so angry. So. So, again, I, I my my relationship with Raw this week was tumultuous. So I wanted Ooh, nice I, I wanted to turn it off after this segment, but then AJ Styles comes out, and I was like, "Well, I gotta <laughs> keep it on." And AJ did not come alone. Mm-hmm. Showcases some new muscle. Jordan Mogahin. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I have no idea. I hope I am, because the man is massive. <laughs> One scary dude. I'm just going to call him J-O. That works. So it's J-O hanging out with AJ. That dude is 7 foot 3. 7 3. And a real 7 3, not a WWE 7 3. <laughs> Yeah, not uh, big Cass who's seven feet tall, but he's six eight. Like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. So AJ's out to have his match with Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's in the ring, and the ref is like, "All right, um, he's got to leave the ring." And AJ goes, "I don't tell him what to do. He does what he wants to do." <laughs> And he goes, if he doesn't get out of the ring after the count of five, I'm going to disqualify you from the match. So he's counting one, two, three. He gets to four. And J.O. grabs his wrist, shakes his head. You better not say five. And the the ref is just pleading at this point. He's like, come on, please. I got to do I got to do my job. Can you please just step out of the ring? I'm sorry. Like, So he steps out of the ring. And you have... A decent match with Riddle and AJ. Um, Riddle's going to do like, um, I, I don't know. I, Matt Riddle's so weird for me because his ring style is MMA meets Stoner Surfer. <laughs> uh, he does some like high fly stuff, but nothing like too crazy. He gets distracted by J.O. 
AJ hits the uh, Insiguri into the Styles Clash for the one, two, three. Um, is this going to be like an AJ and JO uh, mess around? AJ wins the WWE Championship again. JO becomes a fan favorite and becomes a babyface and beats AJ for the championship. Like, I hope that doesn't happen. Because you know Vince that loves is, his big men. Yeah, but this guy. He's like he's greener than grass. Yeah, he was the bouncer for Raw Underground, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting there now watching Raw post AJ Styles match. I'm like, all right, I can turn this off. And then Asuka's having her match with Lana. And I said, like, Alright, I'll put it on again. I love Asuka. And then Lana gets almost zero offense in against Asuka. Oscar retains, Oscar retains the Royal Women's Championship. And then Lana gets her face kicked in by Nia Jax <laughs> and Shayna Baszler for the fifth week in a row or the fifth time. Shayna, uh, Nia Jax puts Lana through a table with a Samoan drop. And that is as much raw as I could stomach. I turned it off and I was like, okay don't need to see anything else it's uh lot not lana uh Shayna baszler and nia Jax are in the ring doing an odd couple like listen we're not best friends we don't take selfies we destroy people and i was just like no you don't <laughs> <laughs> you beat up on essentially like what were valets or gimmick tag team women like you don't do anything. Shayna Baszler, on the other hand, is a decorated women's champion. You yeah. are a botch machine. Right. <laughs> botch Master 5000. <sighs> so I, I didn't get to watch the rest of Raw. But what, what we did have was... 45 minutes of why do I continue to put myself through this <laughs> capped off by a Drew McIntyre promo. Excuse me. He's wearing black. He goes, somebody asked me in the back, why am I wearing black? It's for Randy Orton's career. And I'm just like, all right, yeah, I'm definitely turning this off now. Boo. I was like, Nerd. <laughs> the Simpsons meme. Nerd. Yeah, I'm just like, all right. I'm. I say, like, I am done with this. I say, like, I'm absolutely done with this. Ugh. So. So, yeah. Anything you want to talk about? No. No. Because after the whole retribution thing, I'm officially done with Raw. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Can't. Oh, can't. um, this is what we can talk about real quick. Jeff Hardy and Elias. Why? Because Elias thinks that Jeff Hardy hit him with the car, even though, even though, <laughs> Sheamus already admitted to it. How does this make any sense? 
because reasons, shades, reasons. I, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> you hit me with a car, but I didn't. You but you hit me with a car. Seamus is on SmackDown. He did it, but because you're not on SmackDown anymore, you need to be back. Here you go. I'm telling they're they're the motivations that WWE is pulling out for these feuds is getting thinner and thinner and thinner. It thinner just, it doesn't make any sense. Then LeBron James hairline. Damn Disrespect by Yeah. Shall we move on to another night? Yes, sir. So, we're not going to... I mean, I don't intend to sit here and go through every night. We're already almost an hour in. But, we still have predictions. Exactly. But we would be remiss if we did not discuss uh, probably the most talked about segment in all of wrestling this week. And that was on AEW Dynamite, where Chris Jericho and... MJF broke out into a Broadway-style musical number. Now, this has divided the wrestling fandom. You have those with the sense of humor (laughs) and those who can enjoy some levity saying, hey, this was fun, this was silly, I enjoyed this. Then... You have all the, what did you call them? Neckbeards? Uh, neckbeards, window lickers. They, window lickers. Then you have the window lickers who were like, oh, I thought Tony Khan said that AEW was going to be serious and sports-like. This is dumb. beep 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 Aside from a fantastic night of wrestling, they do a musical number. Not all serious. Gotta have some laugh in there. But WWE treats their program like it's a Marvel movie and they need to have jokes and innuendos every five seconds. It's like, no, you don't. It's played out. Look, funny is funny when it's funny. When it's bad, then it's not funny. No one wants to see bad comedy. You don't want to go to a stand up comedy show and the guy on stage is a wet fart. Like, no one wants to see that. Unless he's legitimately a wet fart, then I'd be willing to see that. (laughs) See, now that's funny. Exactly. But that's the difference between, like, funny for the sake of funny and funny being legitimately funny. If something is funny, I don't care how serious the context around it is. It's funny. And MJF has already shown to be comical. We already know that Jericho has a great sense of humor. This should not surprise anybody. Like I don't understand the hang-up here. We've seen AEW do comedy-esque stuff before. They have... I mean, the Young Bucks and, and everyone else involved in AEW, essentially, have a comedy sketch show on YouTube every, every week. This is not a surprise that these guys do funny. I don't understand what the problem is. WWE has done funny, but the problem is with WWE is that their sense of humor was lost like 20 years ago. 
their their sense of humor is having a little person come out and get you know beat up by a you know exactly a normal size exactly their their um their idea of funny is belittling or making fun of their the best commentator in professional wrestling history you know condition his bell's palsy uh, that's the that's that's the real issue here. It's not that AEW happened to have a funny musical sketch in the middle of their show. It's that when WWE does it, it's like ridiculously unfunny. Like, don't get me wrong. When a when WWE does funny, they they do it well. Our truth and Brock Lesnar when he challenged Brock Lesnar uh, at the Royal Rumble, and then he said, "No, I don't wait. I don't want to have to fight you." And Brock Lesnar broke character and started laughing. Our truth is comedic gold. Anything, but he's hilarious. Anything they do with our truth is hilarious. But but that's the thing. When they're funny, it's funny, and I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But when you have like Michael Cole try to make jokes, or Corey Grave try to make jokes, it's 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 lost. That's what I'm saying. Well, Since the dawn of time, professional wrestling has always had comedy involved. It wasn't always fake fighting and and deadly serious. I mean, even the most serious wrestling in Japan, they have comedy matches and comedy wrestlers all the time. They had a guy in the G1 Climax just now whose whole thing is he's a a rugby player, but he's terrible (laughs) at it. (laughs) They have another guy who walks around in a robe and like uses his butt for everything. They had Kenny Omega wrestle a doll or a seven-year-old girl. Like, no one... Professional wrestling has never been above comedy. I don't understand what the problem is here. Yeah, um, I don't understand what people were expecting when the week previous, he challenged MJF to a steak dinner. Mm-hmm. It's not even a match. You know what's going to happen. You know, like hijinks are going to ensue when MJF and Chris Jericho get together. People are like, oh, I've lost all respect for Chris Jericho. He's lost what? the craft. And it's like, oh, you, know, you know what? It's lunacy. It's get lunacy. Ben. Get, get Ben, sir, please. It's lunacy. What, because it was a musical and not just straight-up comedy? They, they, they started off with being just funny, where they're going back and forth ordering steak in the most ridiculous way possible. Where mm-hmm. MJF is like, I want a steak and potato, and I want it well done. Ooh. And then, exa- but that's the whole joke. But then Jericho's like, oh yeah, well I want mine medium rare. Ooh. And then I want it rare. I Ooh. want it blue. I want it still bleeding <laughs> on the plate. Like, they're going, that's what I'm saying. They're going back and forth being silly. And then they're like, okay, let's cut to the chase. Why? Are, like, What are we doing here? What are we doing? And then they break out into the Broadway style song with the dancers and everything. It's ridiculous. It's absurdist comedy in the middle of a wrestling show. If you're going to be a stodgy, like, I'm here for my serious wrestling, blah, blah, blah. Stodgy? Is that what you just said? Yes. That's a new one. Thank you. Um, if that's what you're going to be, if you're going to hold your wrestling to being like super serious, first of all, you came to the wrong place. Second of all, 
I understand. If that's where you're coming from, I understand this being problematic for you. I came here for a super serious wrestling and you put a musical comedy sketch in the middle of my show. I can understand that. But then you're in the wrong place. That's not AEW. That's not Jericho. That's not MJF. That's not the Young Bucks. That's not Kenny. Like, these guys all are seriously funny dudes who happen to be fantastic professional wrestlers. And Jericho and MJF happen to be legitimately good singers. Well, MJF more than Jericho. Um, So why wouldn't they do this? Like, I'm sure this happened backstage because they both were riffing on each other backstage singing in the locker room or something. And they're like, oh, my God, this would be hilarious if we did this. And they did. And it was great. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand why anyone would have an issue with this. It was funny. It was, you know, they both sang on pitch. So it's not like it sounded bad. Chris and it's on brand. Chris Jericho is the lead singer of a band. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... If if they could have played it like a little, in my opinion, I would have laughed. And it's like, Chris, you look familiar. There's this band I listen to, Fozzie. You look like the lead singer. They could have done something like that. I would have laughed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a joke that's been played before. So yeah, you don't want to revisit that. You don't want to retrend old jokes. You're not Dane Cook. Like if they had finished it and then MJF looked at him and been like, hmm, you could be in a rock band. That would be funny. Yes. But it was funny the way it was. I don't know. Whatever. I could beat this until it's a dead horse and then beat it some more. I don't see the problem with this. I think anyone who has a problem with it is just looking for something to complain about with AEW because they want to. Yeah. They need a reason to hate AEW because they're beating NXT week in and week out. I don't understand why we can't just enjoy good wrestling for what it is. We Who can. cares where it comes from? We can. We get it. It's just the WWE window lickers are... Uh, there's one product, one superior product, and that's it. We can't have... The New Japan doesn't exist to them. Impact doesn't exist to them. NWA doesn't exist to them. Any indies, you know, performance, um, you know, companies don't exist to them. It's WWE... Or nothing. It just doesn't make... I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, maybe it's because when I came back to wrestling, I went full, like, deep dive into the indie scene, and so I was just looking for good wrestling. But to me, like, good See, wrestling is good wrestling, and that's it. I'm telling you something right now, and I, I, I'm almost... I'm, I feel like I'm not, not wrong by any stretch. If you didn't watch indie stuff and you went straight to WWE, we wouldn't be doing the podcast today. You think so? Absolutely. Why? Um, I don't think you'd be able to stomach just doing WWE stuff. Mm. Like if you didn't take your your journey from the indies to the to the big time, essentially, you wouldn't have had that appreciation or that that passion. To watch professional wrestling, mm. you would have watched WWE. You would have you would have been your brother. Where it's on, yeah. I'll watch it. Fine, yeah. but I'm not going to go out of my way. We how many times have we said this? If we weren't yeah. if we weren't covering anything else, and we were just covering strictly WWE, we wouldn't do episodes every week. It's true. I mean, there there have been times when 
I first started sort of getting back into it, I wouldn't watch it. I would ask you what happened and then enjoy the storylines on paper. I'd be like, oh, that's interesting that they did that with that person. Okay, cool. Tell me what happens next week. It wasn't until I started, like you said, until I started like really exploring professional wrestling everywhere that I was like, oh man, this is like an amazing art form that has so many different platforms. And, and that's And that's my whole point is that like, there's so much wrestling out there. Why can't we just enjoy the good for the good and the bad for the bad? I'm not a WWE hater. I may not like the way the companies run. I think overall, I'm not a fan of the company. But when they do good stuff, I am all about it. There was, I, I've been in my bed or in my chair or in my couch, whatever, jumping for joy or screaming or yelling. Uh, the Royal Rumble when Shinsuke won. We all lost our minds. When Bailey uh, debuted as Sasha Banks' uh, mystery tag partner, lost my mind. Uh, WrestleMania, two WrestleManias in a row, you and I, uh, the whole Stone Cold Shawn Michaels and McFoley thing, and then the Hardy Boys returning. You know, we went to WrestleMania. So it's not like I'm anti WWE, but when there's good, there's good. And when there's bad, there's bad. And the same applies for Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW, you know, all of them. Mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling, so on and so forth. I don't understand this this tribalism where it has to be one team or the other. I have I have T-shirts of WWE superstars. I have T-shirts of AEW superstars and New Japan superstars. I have merchandise for like whoever. If I think you're good and I like you, I'm gonna buy your merch. I don't care what brand you are. Yeah. What's funny is that actually, uh, I always said I'm not gonna buy any more WWE merch, but the Hurt Business shirt. I don't know, man. It's growing on me. I think I want to buy one. Yeah. I mean, some of their merch is nice. I, again, I just don't like the company. Mm-hmm. So I'm not down to support the company. And that's why I like pro wrestling tees because the, the wrestler themselves gets the majority of the, of the, of the sale. Yeah. I don't know. What the heck is that? You pouring water over there, guy? Sorry. I just finished drinking the last of my water. My oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, wet the whistle. Yes. But anyway, I don't I don't want to take any more time on this ridiculousness. Yeah. Um, Unless you have something to add. I do not. Um, would you like to go to, to predictions? Almost. Before we do that, I mean, what were we just saying? In the world of professional wrestling, there are good seeds. And there are a lot of bad seeds. At the end of the day, they all contribute to the tree to the forest, I mean, to the garden, to the forest, that is professional wrestling. So, you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, I don't have anything yet, so you can go first. My good seed? Um, you know what? I guess I'm going to give my good seed to the, the Jericho and MJF bit. I'm going to do it, A, because it was fun, and B, to, to, to make a point. And then my bad seed is the whole retribution thing. Because the second I heard what they were doing, because I wasn't watching Raw. My brother called me and told me, and then I went back and watched it. The second I heard what they were doing, I got legitimately angry and started yelling on, on the phone with my brother. So the whole whatever WWE is doing retribution can go fly all the kites. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going, we're going to double down on that uh, for bad seeds. Okay. The, ret- the retribution angle definitely gets my bad seed. Um, do I have a good seed? Is a good question. 
I, I don't. I mean, for the sake of just giving out a good seed, Kota Ibushi winning the G1 Climax again, because I said that he okay. was going to win the title last year. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe he's going to win it this year. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah. Okay. Kota now. good, retribution bad. <laughs> Kota good, retribution bad. <laughs> Flat out. Just <laughs> let's make it real simple for you guys, okay? Kota good, retribution bad. Good. Move on. Um, so let's 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 move on. Because this Sunday we have WWE Hell in a Cell. As of right now, there are only five matches on the card. I'm sure by the time we get to Sunday in two days, we'll have another like seventeen matches added for no reason. I think another three matches will be added. Three 40, who cares? Oh, WWE's about... been pretty good with their pay-per-views as of recently, so I can't really That's complain. True. That's true. That's true. Starting at 7, ending at 9.30? Can't complain, man. Yeah. So, let's see. Um, Want to go 5-1? to one? I was going to go 4-5-3-2-1. I was going to go 5-4-3-2-1. <laughs> I figure 4 is like non-consequential, so just get that out of the way real quick. Okay. So, the number four on listed hand on the card, but the fifth least important, or fifth most important, whatever. Jeff Hardy versus Elias in a singles match. Um, Jeff Hardy, because duh. I'll go opposite for the sake of, the, there's no stakes in this. I'm going Elias. Okay, I can also see that. And them carrying a feud. Okay. A feud based on nothing. Um, okay, next up. You want to go ahead for this? I got a singles match for the Money in the Bank contract. Otis, Mr. Money in the Bank with Big Brother Tucker versus The Miz with John, uh, was it uh, John Morrison? I was going to, what's called his nickname? Johnny Mundo, Johnny no, Impact. No, Johnny... no, it's like, uh, it's his rap name. I don't remember it. Okay, before we do this, I, I forgot to mention this from Raw. Raw did have one funny thing. And that was Otis. Tucker was in the middle. Tucker had a, a match with the Miz and Morrison because they're all on Raw now, but Otis is still on SmackDown. So they told Tucker to find a tag team partner. And he's like, I found I scoured the world and found my partner. And they go, how did you scour the world? It's been 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and he brings out, after some Mexican-style music plays, a fat guy in pink wrestling trunks with a pink luchador mask and a beard and long hair. And his name was, if I'm not mistaken, El Gran Gordo. (laughs) The great fatty. (laughs) And Tucker goes, this is my partner, El Gran Gordo. And he puts the mic to him and he goes, Si, Senor Tucker. (laughs) that just that was one thing that was entertaining about raw at least uh so yeah so we have otis versus the miz for the money the bank contract (sighs) i think miz is gonna win yeah miz win and cashes in on drew mcintyre the same night oh no that's a bad that's a bad look i don't like that 
I don't like that one bit. But we'll see. Then we have the first of three Hell in a Cell matches. Like, bro, if do either one or do all of them. Like, what is this? Lethal anyway. lockdown, baby. Let's do it. I'm saying. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Sasha lost last year to uh, Becky in the Hell in the Cell. She's 0-2, right? Yeah. Yeah, she I know she lost the first Charlotte. one to Charlotte. That yeah. one I remember clear as day. I don't remember. She lost to Becky, right? Yeah, she lost to Becky. That, oh, she's going to lose again. It was a meteor through the table. <sighs> yeah. Man. I want Sasha to win, but she's not going to. I got Bailey. I'm calling Sasha. Oh, I hope you're right. I really do. I doubt it, though. They got to carry this. this isn't, they can't stop here. The next match, uh, for the, it feels like a hundredth time this year, Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Championship inside Hell in a Cell against Randall Keith, Randall, Randall Keith, Keith. Randy Orton. I miss Ginger Mahal. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't. <laughs> um, I got Drew McIntyre. Uh, again, because there's no consequences, I'm going against you, Randy Orton. Sure. If if they were not treating retribution like a joke, and if they're going to go with our storyline idea, which I think is just duh, I would have gone for Randy Orton. Let Randy win it now, and then let Mustafa go after Randy after taking care of you know Kofi. But they're not going to do that, so keep it on McIntyre. Yeah. And then the main event, probably, in a Hell in a Cell I Quit match, the Universal Champion and Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso. Um, is there any question here? I'm going to go. I mean, Roman. we're not doing locks for this one, yeah. but if there's going to be a lock, this is this is Roman with a lock, right? I'm saying Roman with a lock. Throw away the key. <laughs> throw away the key. Beauty and the... anyway. So yeah, those are our predictions, and I'm sticking to it. So we agree on and... the Miz and Roman Reigns. That's it. Good. So we'll have some disagreements and we'll see if you and I carry momentum, you or I carry momentum into full gear. Oh yeah. I don't want, I don't, I don't need momentum. You don't need a momentum. I don't need momentum. I'm just that damn good. All right. We'll see what happens at full gear. Remember full harvest, baby. Oh yeah. That's um, my, my championship is another line. It's full harvest. Exactly. Hello, what's up, baby? Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> anyway, that's going to wrap up our episode this week. Uh, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com. Slash grapples to Apple. That's grapples the number two Sweet. apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio. doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening. 
Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's facebook.com and twitter.com slash grapples to apples. Again, that's grapples, the number two. Apples, like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us as many eyes and ears as humanly possible. I've been one of your hosts, Mr. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be. That's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. Joined remotely by my hetero life mate. Tell him who you are, baby. Man of the hour. Man with the power. Too damn new to be sour. Cream of the crop. Rise to the top. Your boy. The general. Your champion. Shades. As always, don't forget to check out our episodes from last week, this week, this weekend, and next week. Because an apple a day keeps a bad recipe. Peace. Peace. Love.